Welcome to your Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons, jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Today's top story, coronavirus death toll in U.S. projected to double as restrictions ease, key model predicts. Now, guess who's put their head together and coming up with those numbers? I'll give you two guesses for two answers. John Hopkins. Yes. CDC. Correct. (laughs) Exactly. And they don't want us to write it down. They don't want to own it. It's you can't really consider it a prediction or a projection. It's just a model. And the Trump administration, there seems to be some confusion. It seems to be consistent with their leaked slideshow, but it doesn't supposedly include mitigation efforts, yada, yada. I also heard on Fox today on the Sirius Fox Headlines show app, whatever, uh, a study I absolutely cannot find. So call out to friends of the show if you can find it. It was a CDC study supposedly that called the invisible spread, I think it was called. And it's supposed to say that uh, it's supposed to give new insight into the fact that asymptomatic people can... It said uh, it's called the invisible spread, and it's that asymptomatic people are more likely, it seems like that's what they're saying the report says, more likely to spread this thing. And this is actually, the timing's crazy, because just yesterday on the show, we talked about how the original study, which Fauci said was the beginning and end of all studying of the subject, was completely faulty, that the one case they used to prove that an asymptomatic person spread the disease, it ended up that person was symptomatic. Then I have a couple of other things here. One is that uh, the state prisons that were tested, 3,300 people were tested, or, or the 3,300 people who tested positive in the state prison systems in some selected southern states that were part of the study, 96% of them were asymptomatic. Now, I was telling you about a study from 2018 that had half, uh, they, they just took random people, swabbed them, 2% of them had a coronavirus that came off on the swab and half of those people were symptomatic and half of the people were asymptomatic and further study needed to be shown whether the asymptomatic people were actually spreading the disease around since they didn't have the symptoms that seemed to spew and aerosolize that stuff everywhere. So the fact that 96% of the people are asymptomatic makes me continue to wonder if there's correlations between the virus, the disease, and the testing, if those three things are correlated in any way. Yeah. And it's also no coincidence whatsoever that the numbers happen to double right when it'd be a perfect news story to uh, juxtapose against the reopening in some states and the dangers it poses. Oh, well, right when they're reopening, it happens to just double. Absolutely. In the stories, it's that the U.S. daily death toll drops for the fifth day in a row for the first time since this thing started, just as states are reopening. And of course, the pregnant pause there is this trend is likely to reverse because of all these selfish surfers. And Southerners. Yeah. Something that goes with that, and I haven't dove deep into this, I can't wait to, but there is now a way that is being tested, that's been developed, that can detect the coronavirus before someone is symptomatic. 
not symptomatic, before they are contagious, excuse me. While they're asymptomatic, it can detect it before they are contagious, stopping the spread right there in its tracks. This was developed out of germ warfare research from DARPA. Does it happen to say whether it's a blood test or not? I think it is, but I have not gotten it. It would have to be, yeah. I assume, because it seems to me what I inferred from that 2018 study was that they consider you an asymptomatic viral shedder. So viruses are coming out of your mucous membranes if they swab your nose and virus is detected on the swab whether or not you have symptoms. So there would be no way outside of a blood test to find if you were an asymptomatic viral shedder, if you weren't actually shedding the virus. So they're saying it's when you're infected, but before you start to shed it. Yeah. And this is what it says right here. The project coordinators hope that the blood-based test will be able to detect the virus's presence as early as 24 hours after infection, before they show symptoms and several days... I assume you'd have to take the damn thing every single day if they're actually using it to prevent the spread. It's interesting. It says the test emerged emerged from a project set up by by DARPA aimed at rapid diagnosis of germ or chemical warfare poisoning. Interesting little fact there. Yeah. I assume that most germ warfare is bacterial because the stuff that makes you sick is generally bacterial. Yeah. I wonder what they were looking for when they started developing that. Because I doubt they just started it now for the coronavirus. (laughs) Like the, somebody sent me, I didn't look at this either yet. I will though. Somebody sent me a link to this thing cares is that what they're calling the stimulus bill, the $2 trillion stimulus bill that it was like drafted before coronavirus was even a sparkle in Bill Gates's eye, which is of course how it always works. I mean, Joe Biden actually took credit for crafting the USA Patriot Act before 9-11 and it and he tried to implement it after oklahoma city so they tried and failed it's you see these patterns they try to get things and then they change their tactic they change their scare tactic uh so that's how that yeah i mean i'm sure that they're they were way ahead of a lot of the stuff which is why it's weird that they don't aren't closer on the vaccine yet they did have a coronavirus vaccine but it created that or the early tests had that immune enhancement thing which makes you more vulnerable to related illnesses. And that's another thing about this. We all have like a third of all colds are coronavirus. And when you get innate immunity that way from actual exposure, you are somewhat resistant to related illnesses. So we should be pretty resistant to this particular microbe. And the more it spreads, the less virulent it is, according to, I think, traditional immunology theory. But this is unlike anything said. we've ever seen, according to all of the experts. Yeah. Well, you know what place is now like uh, at, on the verge of a complete, massive, all-out crisis? Do you remember what I was saying? Expect in May for this one country to just fucking Africa. shit the bed. That's not a country. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I didn't say Africa. I don't know. Come on, Brazil. Brazil, okay. Which is where it start, where it was in Event 201. That guy is like the Bojo Trump of South America. He's always saying stupid stuff and yeah. dismissing things. And I want to take my chainsaw to the rainforest. Like that's his whole thing. And he's like a, a virus shrugger offer. Denier. And 
Yeah, he's like fired the guy who told people to social distance, all this stuff. And now they're all the press is that they're they have like an astronomical infection rate and death rate and it's only going to get worse and they don't have a lot of tests. So you don't even know for sure. And I just predicted this because, first of all, if it was go if it's just your regular cold and flu, it's got to go to the southern hemisphere when the seasons flip. So if it's the same thing where they just do pneumonia and flus and cold and everything and just start reclassifying them, it's going to start moving from the northern hemisphere to the southern hemisphere. And that's even what the Johns Hopkins guy said on the West Moss show. Yeah, there's a headline that just popped up, by the way, on CNN. States might have to shut down again, experts say. If states push to reopen, we won't know the impact for weeks. Some experts warn all the progress could be lost. We knew that this narrative was coming. It had already been seeded <laughs> the past couple of days. I did see an article yesterday that said, we'll know in three weeks the dangers uh, that this reopening early has had. Well, so that's, three weeks that, that reminds me, like, if quarantining healthy people like this I know they were saying like flattening the curve, but if they're seriously keeping people away from each other, which they basically have, it should eliminate like 80% of the spread, like all out. How does it, how is doing it for more than 14 days or like 14 days times two at the most, you know, 80%, 80%, cutting it down like that, it shouldn't even flatten the curve. It should really, if their theory is right, it should take a chunk out of the total incidence. So they're so they're not even really saying that it reduces the total incidence. So when there aren't 65 million people dead a la Event 201, you know, because I keep thinking to myself, they're going to say that fewer people died because of measures taken. But yeah. they're not even saying that fewer people are dying. They're saying that we're just flattening the curve because if they say that they can actually stop it, then there has to be like an incubation period cutoff date that it's just going to stop being relevant. Like it's just, if it works, it works. If it does, if we're still dealing with it two months into this thing, then I mean, what is their theory of, you know, this is what somebody, I was talking to a friend of the show and uh, he was saying how he wasn't whatever, wearing a mask or something. And oh his gosh. wife, I know his wife was was mad at him and he's just like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm not going to get sick. And if I do, like, I don't want to not get exposed to germs. And he did not realize that her problem wasn't like worried about his health. She felt that other people would find what he was doing, like extremely hostile. And he was saying, like, you know, a month ago wearing a mask was extremely hostile or like two, three months ago wearing like any kind of like those weird black face masks would be considered extremely hostile. And he's like, things are changing. And this is like social disintegration. And I realized that the I was recalling that the like very definition of social disintegration. I think you get it from like Christopher Dawson. I think General MacArthur said it. I, I think um, maybe Spengler said it, that if you don't have a consistent religion, you you don't you have social disintegration even if you can continue to be prosperous your culture your civilization is not progressing to a higher peak it's already on the way down and i realize that the people who object to what he's doing they're they believe they have their priests are the scientists now science is not really their religion because science has validity in my opinion it does have validity it's the scientists who are the priests who can interpret the science for them. And they tell them how to pay homage to science by wearing masks, 
by doing these things that are uh, rituals or really impact the gods, you know, but their priests are the scientists. And then there are other people who are apostates, you know, who've left the fold of that, who are, um, you know, are uh, heretics who don't believe in that stuff and are walking around like without masks and stuff. They're sinning openly. They're tempting the gods. Yeah. And that is like how social disintegration actually works. And I just, I just find, you know, it keeps going back to my theme. Like the problem here is that we are in a society, like we keep making society bigger and bigger. Even in this country, it's supposed to be a 50 state thing. And Europe has many states and, you know, the, the different countries have their own cultures. They have their own thing. But as we start stitching them together and overarching the laws over different regions, what you have is you have conflict then because you have people, you know, region gives rise to culture a lot of times, like where, how you grow stuff, how you use water, how you resolve border disputes, how you establish ownership of like a mountain or an acre of land. So as you put these overlays, you have these kind of conflicts and they're really just ideological religious conflicts. And it's so obvious that that's what, what our left right thing is. And, and they simply have to keep it at bigger and bigger levels. Like the, the people who don't like Trump will not resort to the 10th amendment and bring it back down to earth. They won't. They're going to look to the UN because that's part of the program. That's how you get people to have conflicts within the system when actually the boundaries of a system should coincide more or less with the with people of the same interests, you know, which I think historically anyway did have a geographical or geological basis. But I just I feel like it's true. It is social disintegration and it's religious. Yeah, and face masks have basically officially been declared today by CNN as America's new fault line. A headline that was there before the one I just read you, coronavirus face mask, America's new fault line. And I'm going to tell you what they had wow. to say about it. I'm going to tell you about it right after this. Today's show is brought to you by Neighbors Feed and Seed. While other states like Michigan have deemed seed suppliers to be non-essential businesses, that's not the case here in Georgia. And with a lot of us spending more time at home than usual right now, there's no better time to get all of your gardening needs taken care of. And if you're anything like me, then you don't know how to grow a thing in your yard, but you want to learn. Neighbors Feed and Seed has a knowledgeable staff that will give you fantastic advice on how to grow anything. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, bird feeds, chicken feeds, premium pet food, just about anything you can think of. And the best part about it is that they are locally owned by a fantastic group of people. So if you're in the Smyrna area, stop by Neighbors Feed and Seed and say hello, or check out their website at neighborsfeedandseed.com and tell them the Propaganda Report sent you. Coronavirus face mask, America's new fault line. Officially, if you read this article, you see example after example of the hostile nature of people who don't wear face masks, who are resistant, who are non-compliant. And that's so crazy that I just had that like aha moment about that. Yeah, all and, of uh, the examples are about how these non non face mask wearers are racist Republicans. That's just so crazy to me because the person I'm talking about is not a racist Republican. Well, if they don't wear a face mask, that He's is how agorist. they will be classified. They'll be classified. He's definitely none of those things. And they also talk about how it is a danger, a threat to American lives to even discuss wearing a face mask. If you even discuss it, you are 
If you Possibly, question it, yes, a national security threat for even a terrorist for questioning not wearing See, a face mask. They told us in the beginning we shouldn't wear face masks. Now you considered a terrorist if you don't or question it. It is crazy. It is. I mean, they. Uh, it it's reminds me of the my aha moment about questioning the necessity of government, which people like immediately thought I was a nut job. And then I replied, there was a time when questioning the existence of God was considered unthinkable. And now, you know, that's, but that's how it is. That's what's happening. That's it's no surprise. This is where we're headed. Yeah. One of the quotes from the article, it's a, uh, another instance of one side of the political aisle disbelieving or disregarding science. It's, but I made a very important point there. It's not, yeah. it's that there, it's not that science, it's that. You're disobeying the scientist priests. Yeah, you're right. That's what it is. It's not about science. It's about the priests. And they're going to because there are plenty of scientists who will say different things from what the priests say. The science priests. Yeah. So, but to dispute the science priest is unforgivable. Yeah. So it's a religion. It's the yeah. You can't. I'm saying it, but it's not. It's a religion. It's not, I'm trying to make the distinction. It's not that science is the religion. It's that the scientists are the priests. Like that's the important part of this. Because if science were the religion, we could interpret it ourselves. It's like there's between a fundamentalist Bible thumper and a Catholic. So I'm Catholic, so I'm not trying to bash Catholics, but this is like a Catholic thing where they're saying, we only we can interpret the Bible for you. This is what fundamentalists object to about Catholics is that if... If science is the book, we should be able to access the book directly. But the okay, ones who yeah. believe in the scientists priests, they're saying you cannot access the book directly. Even if it says something opposite of what the priest says, the priest understands it better than you. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. And I think it's interesting. It is interesting. And they're go- going to, they've already started. They're going to start regulating what you can have on your mask. So you're going to be forced to wear a mask. I can't write... This is bullshit on my mask. Damn, I, don't I knew. Know. I don't know how I far it's going to go. They, yeah, they're going to control the speech of your mask space as well. Uh, the police department, the police chief banned his police officers from wearing face masks with a thin blue line on it. So they were trying to wear a symbolic face mask. I'm wondering if that's going to extend out further when people oh, obviously will have their creative sure. face mask. I wondered what people would do if I got the face mask. I, I appealed to the public to please, someone please embroider me the this is bullshit face mask. What if someone wore a face mask that just said hoax across the front of it? Not a specific hoax, just said hoax. I bet that would be looked upon Yeah, negatively. as illegal. Yeah, and they, and I, they would say it, and they would probably there's probably some kind of statute where they could say like it's terrorism, it's scaring people, whether you're right or wrong, it's a terrorist threat. Yeah. So, I did notice that. I mean, every God. I was going to say that story that you brought up yesterday. The person who got shot in the back of the head who was trying to enforce the face mask rules. It was three people. They came that back. That wasn't in the story yesterday. So the story yesterday was Michigan is investigating if a security guard was killed because of a face mask. And I said, there was no details whatsoever in this story. So yeah. we have no idea. What are they talking about? And then the today the story is that he had a dispute with a woman over wearing a face mask. She left and came back with her son and her husband. And after a confrontation, they shot him in the back of the head. In the back of the head, which is crazy. And they caught her and the other two are on the run. 
Oh, no, they cut the guy. The guy's name is Larry Teague. He's the one who's being charged. But he's being charged with first-degree murder, and he's also being charged with not wearing a face mask. Which but he wasn't be- the one who had the dispute about the face mask. It was the no, wife. He was the one who shot her, apparently. Who shot the security shot, guard? Shot the, yeah, shot the guard who was trying to enforce the face mask regulation. The husband. That was the husband. And... Yeah, so they threw that in this horrible article about someone getting shot in the back of the head. The perpetrator's being charged with first-degree murder and with not wearing the face mask. The real <laughs> crime here. Exactly, because you could kill so many more people that way. Yeah, that's going to be really what he like tells a, people a in mass prison. Murder. He's not even going to say he, he murdered somebody. He's going to be like, I didn't wear a face right. mask. People are going to be like, all right, stay away from they this can guy. Stay away, six feet away. Guy, right. yeah, he will dangerous. not get butt-raped. Yeah. So the the wearing of the mask hysteria is amping up today, and a lot of along with the contact tracing element of it, we are starting to see the nationwide push for contact tracing. Which, by the way, contact tracing and the apps we were talking about the apps reminds me of smart policing. Remember the smart policing that was used that Chicago PD boasted about to catch just Juicy Smollett or Smollett or whatever his name <laughs> yeah. is. That's what this makes me think of, because they were they were tracing every contact that he had until they could track down the people he interacted with. I'm wondering how this is going to get get combined. I haven't seen these two talked about in the same context yet, but I'm wondering. I, I can only imagine if these these structures are in place, they're going to start using them uh, for this purpose. Oh yes, because they're just using this as an excuse to get that stuff done that they wanted to get done anyway. Yeah. But I also noticed that, like, for some reason. All the store, like the coronavirus um, meat and food processing plants, all of a sudden, every single day, there's a different story. First it was chicken, then it was pork, or first it was pork, then it was chicken, then it was beef. Today, it's an Oregon seafood processing plant that talks about coronavirus infections. I mean, I don't understand why those places didn't experience this a month ago when other places were talked about as having exposure. Why did it take two months? Coronavirus, yeah. It only hits hardest when that industry can make the biggest impact on the news. So that's how it travels. And Got it. It's just, it, you're it's right, a it's ham. ridiculous. It's crazy. It's been there. They're just now focusing on it. They're just now testing. They're, they're, they're probably testing industries and sectors at the time they know that they can use it in the news, that they can make the biggest uh, impact or divisiveness. It's crazy what's going on right now. Cuomo had Fauci on his show, and Fauci... He just goes there just to praise Cuomo. That's why he's there. He's there to tell Cuomo that Americans didn't know how much he was sucking it up and how hard it was. the credibility. Yeah, to give him credibility that he was in his basement, never mentioning that he was out riding his bike with his family in the Hamptons, yelling at other citizens who were were (laughs) saying, aren't you supposed to be in quarantine? And And Trump, who supposedly hates Fauci, is giving Fauci cover by not allowing him to go before Congress, only allowing him to testify before the Senate. It's outrageous that that guy is considered. That's a perfect example, obviously, of the scientist scientist priest, because it's not you're not there for science. You're there for messaging. And that's what he is doing with Cuomo. It's just messaging. And it's just that that, you know, Corona of credibility kind of thing. Yeah. And speaking of messaging, the nationwide hiring campaign for contact tracers because they're using the apps, but they're also saying the apps are not enough. We have to employ a hundred thousands of people in America to be physical contact tracers. I, mean, I don't even rem- understand that. Like Netanyahu did it in Israel overnight, overnight. He, yeah, it, and it's so obvious because you can look at your phone 
if you if you have it set just right, you can look at your phone of all the places you've been over whatever amount of time. Now you can turn that off, but it only turns off you seeing it. It doesn't turn off the phone seeing it. And I mean, it's pretty simple programming, I think, to take all those maps and overlay them and connect those dots. They're literally dots with actual specific numbers around them. If you know how, right, I just can't understand why this is labor intensive. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole point of the whole surveillance and censorship state as we know it, why a level of totalitarianism is possible now that was never possible before. It's because monitoring is too labor intensive unless you can automate it. So maybe it takes people to teach the algorithms, to teach it an AI kind of style. I don't know. But that seems like a very straightforward and it could, you could even anonymize it. Well, I'll tell After you. The fact. Yeah, I'll tell you why. Is it gives Karens of the world and other people who right now are already using their energy their, to do their civic duty and tattle on people. It gives them purpose and a way to make a little bit of money, fifteen dollars an hour, to pursue that purpose. It occupies. It's just. It fuels. It's the a movement. minimum wage type, or it's a low-paying job. Yeah, it's fifteen dollars an hour, and they have the point. It. They say right now it's less than nine months the job. So that's interesting. Boy, you should apply for that job. I should apply to be a contact tracer. Yeah, just for like a week. Quit after you fit, you know, after they train you. It is interesting. No, I'm just saying as opposition research. Yeah, yeah. You could apply for it too. We could both apply to be contact tracers. Well, that's the battle of who has even less time. I'm <laughs> at the end of my rope with the not having any time at all. Yeah. So, but they, I have some of the one of the act like the the push that they're doing. It's not just like a small push. This is a nationwide. This is a prominent public relations ad agency that is pushing ads for this recruitment ads, like military recruitment almost throughout every communication channel in the country. And this is na- this is a nationwide company, and they say this is one of the biggest employment pushes in history that they have ever done or than anybody has ever done. So it's like they put a bunch of people in wow. a corner, they make them unemployed, they get them in desperate situations if they're not receiving enough of those 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 checks. And they say, well, we'll give you a job. Tattle on your friends for money. Well, those checks are going to dry up on July 31st, apparently. That's when this stimulus package ends. Unfreaking believable that we're going to have this kind of thing. So if I get my March, uh, my 4th of July March on D.C., we can easily make the sign just say no more stimulus, or I could just use my signs from the Obama march that said, uh, give me liberty, not debt. That's perfect. Yeah. And the other one I had at that time was government is the problem, not the solution. All of them, you know, it's still yeah. the same problem. Don't say I didn't warn you. But my husband was pointing out that these ads, remember how we were talking about how all the ads are so like solemn and yes. together apart or whatever. Yeah. He said they are like identical yeah, in vibe as the 9-11 ones. Oh, oh, really? That's interesting. And identical. He was like, even like the gray, the gray, the you know, there's a gray tone on a lot of them, if you notice. Like, it's just a little, like, it goes into, like, the looking at New York City, it's got a gray tone and it'll have words, you know, like, Did you Boston see the Stronger. video where they cut it together? Yeah, yeah, together. the montage. So, yeah, yeah. In these troubling times, these, we... Yes, you know, that, and he was yeah. just like, that's exactly 9-11 stuff. There was an AT&T one yesterday that had the same somber music, and it was talking about how we've been here for you for decades, and when you've had times of trouble, and we're here for you now. It, it 
portrayed AT&T employees and AT&T as a company as heroes on the front lines of this, keeping our internet and web open, which is just absurd to me. I mean, they this own all, CNN. It's one of the biggest companies in the world. Oh, right. That's right. Uh, this is all part of uh, consistent with the whole kind of fascist movement from the World Economic Forum all the way back to, which was actually at the exact, established at the exact same time now that I think about it. The Trilateral Commission's report, Crisis of Democracy, which I've talked about many times, which talks about how you can get people to not have any democratic say if their livelihood depends on an organization that is not democratic, like a union or a corporation. I guess unions have some elements of democracy, but corporations, institutions, universities, any of that stuff. This was like 1971, 72. And that is just when the World Economic Forum was established for the public-private partnership thing. So when they talk about hero workers, they're giving a kind of patriotism, a kind of loyalty to the corporate level. So the people who work there can feel proud and get some kind of non-cash compensation out of it, some uh, you know, investment in the message, investment in compliance, plus their livelihood depends on it. So they have to regurgitate that stuff. Very interesting. Yeah. And it's Share the Show Tuesday, by the way. I think we've. Yes, it is Share the Show Tuesday. And I also have to say, I was responsible for saying David Icke's name as David Icke. I was sure that that was how you pronounced it. Well, I wasn't sure, but I thought that's how you pronounced it. And I am positive that it's something that I've been jumbling up for a long time. So it's David Icke right out of his own mouth, right? Yeah, Icke, David Icke. Which you thought it was. And I was just like, no, it's Icke. But I was completely wrong about that. Yes. We were and talking I about hope... him yesterday getting booted from the internet. Yeah. Yes, YouTube. That's, I mean, I've only ever and seen Facebook. him on YouTube. And fa- I didn't know Facebook, he was on Facebook. I don't either. care about yeah, it. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't have a, a sense of how important on YouTube. That is. That's a lot of money yeah, that's that they what took I thought away. Yeah, that's what I like we said, if he makes double the ad revenue in any other medium where he puts his videos yeah. and more than half of the people follow him, then his revenue goes up. Yeah, I completely agree. So, yeah, share the show Tuesday, which means please share it with a friend, somebody who's maybe feeling down in these Corona times and is just ready to say, you know what, I just this is beyond absurd and I need to just listen to people who are not spewing the corporate bull crap. Yeah. Uh, but also put on social media. I mean, if I'm not deplatformed from Twitter yet, you could share the show without getting deplatformed. But keep your eyes open because it happens to me every once in a while. Yeah. And uh, Facebook too. And you can even follow me on Facebook. I and don't even know how you would do that. Facebook forward slash Monica Perez, I think. Yeah. And, if and on friends, Twitter at Monica Perez Show and Binkley's at Freedom Act Radio. And I would like to hear if any of your friends that you put the show on social media if they get mad at you in the comments let us know what they say i'd love to hear some of the see if they that happens more on facebook than on facebook Twitter, yes facebook that facebook happens. get people get so pissed at me on facebook i'm like i don't i'm not trying to convince you i don't people, care yeah. and i don't care if you listen to my show you realize i do not have a lot of hope so i don't actually care what you think i'm pretty sure you're gonna get your way i'm not gonna get my way liberty will not prevail so yeah. You know, you have the floor. That's the problem with Facebook is people get angry. They write like 18 paragraphs worth of a response. And it's like, I guess it's a novel I got to read about your Ah, See, that's, maybe that's why I switched to Twitter and never looked back. Yeah. So in the patron 15, I'm going to tell you guys about what a topless medical worker did. And I'm going to give you an update on RFK. 
All right, you guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform. If you want access to that extra content that we publish every time we publish a DNB, then you can go to www.patreon.com slash propaganda report to become a patron. And you can also get access to our virtual parties. And we accept donations above the $5 rate to help us continue the show. And we appreciate any, any support that we can get. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Oh, that's right. Happy Cinco de Mayo.